Welcome to Patterns Found in God's Word. We've done a study on the pattern found in Genesis, and we've done Exodus. What I want to do is take a leap to the very end of the, of the Bible, and I want to do Revelation. And the reason being is, if you can see the same pattern happening in the early books of the Bible, and then see it in the last book of the Bible, you have to say there's got to be a common authorship. It has to be the same person person that's writing the scriptures is Holy Spirit using men to communicate God's word to us today. But it's proving that th this is the inspired word of God. So when it comes to the book of Revelation, you do the very same thing you did with the book of Genesis. You create the box of nine, which I call the matrix. Now let's start filling this up. Right off the bat, we see seven letters written to the seven churches of Asia. I interpret Revelation to be the Roman persecution of the church in the first three centuries. You may interpret it something else. But what we can agree on is you're going to see a pattern filling this book. And that's what we're here about today, not trying to explain the book necessarily. So the seven letters is to get the church prepared for a persecution that's about to take place. Chapter 4 and 5, he goes into the throne room. Great joy comes from this, I find, because what he's showing is there's the church, the Christians are in the throne room because you see the 24 elders around the throne. 12 represent the 12 tribes, and then the 12 represent the apostles, which represents the people of God in the throne, of, throne room of God. What he's saying is God's in control, and you're going to be victorious, and that's a beauty. Now he talks about the Roman persecution, chapter 6 and 7, the four great horses of the apocalypse. I understand them to be the white horse is simply the gospel. When you start preaching the gospel, here comes the persecution because the Romans didn't like people to proselytize in the different countries. Then after a while, they started to show economic discrimination, which was the black horse. And after that, the ashen, the Romans started to kill Christians for what they were doing. Then we see the martyrs sitting underneath the throne asking God when he's going to put a stop to all of this. Chapter 7, the 144,000 is a symbolic number representing all of those who are going to die in that 200-year period of Roman persecution against the church, and then God's going to put a stop to it. That's chapter 6 and 7. This is a warning to the church, encouragement that you're going to be successful, and 6 and 7 shows that the Christians, though they are persecuted, are still going to be found in heaven. You're still victorious. Now, he gives us the seven trumpets, chapter 8 and 9. Seven trumpets is talking about a partial uh, persecution. A third of the, of the trees are going to be destroyed, a third of the grass. It's only partial. You're not all going to get wiped out. And so because of this, I want you guys to be confessing, teaching the lost. That's the story of the two witnesses. The two witnesses, though they are persecuted and killed, they're still asked by God to get out and to share the gospel. There are people out there that still need to hear the truth. Don't worry about if they're going to kill you. You still need to get out and share the gospel with other people. And after the two witnesses laid on the street long enough, then all of a sudden they were resurrected, right? That's the church. It was in persecution until the time of Constantine who legalizes Christianity. So to the Romans, one year we're killing all these Christians, and then the next year, it's a legal religion, acceptable worldwide. That was the resurrection, the two witnesses. We need to get out and share the truth with the world around us. 
3, now this is kind of interesting because now he starts talking about chapter 12 to 14, the satanic persecution. Why was all this persecution happening? Well, he, we, we see Satan, the dragon, at the, at the foot of the woman watching her for her child to be born. That's Satan always watching the Jews because he knew the Messiah was coming who was going to bruise him on the heel, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Then the child is born, but he's going right up to heaven. When Jesus makes it to heaven, Satan gets thrown out. He's got a short time, so he gives his authority to the sea beast, which is the Romans. And then the Romans are doing his dirty work for him. So he's trying to show the Christians, though the Romans are doing this, it's Satan that's doing it all. And so you need to understand why to give you the strength to endure this persecution. So there he is trying to get us to continue to share the gospel. The first row, here's the warning. Get your act together, Christians, because it's coming down the road. The second is, you still need to perse persevere through. The third warning is, this is against the wicked. Anybody who's wicked is going down. The seven bowls is the entire wrath of God coming down upon the wicked. You may sit back and see th these people uh, continuing to prosper in this period of time. But there's coming a time when the justice of God is going to be dealt, whether it's at the end of their lives or during their lives, when, the, when, when Constantine stops the persecution, God's justice will be done. And then we have the two chapters, 17 and 18, the fall of Rome. It's kind of interesting when you go down through this list right here. He wants us to focus on the throne room of God. And he wants us to get our witness out there to the people of the world, regardless of what they do to us. Anybody who's focused on the great city of Rome is guaranteed to be a failure. And then finally, the end of the persecution. The battle of Armageddon, and then the thousand years, which I believe is what we're in. It's not a literal, it is a symbolic of a period in time when we're not going to endure physical persecution. Mental persecution, our own personal fears, I'm my worst enemy. Because I know Satan's been bound, and I need to understand that. I'm in the thousand years. I'm waiting for the return of Jesus when the judgment day hits. And that's what we're looking forward to. But all I'm saying here is if you take a look at the book of Revelation, chop it up into the nine, you can see it going right across the seven letters, the seven trumpets, the seven bulls. And then he's got a picture of the throne room, the two witnesses, and the fall of Rome. It all fits so nicely. And you can see it. It's seven chapters, seven chapters, eight chapters. Chapter 22 makes eight. And John is all about the, the number seven. But what I'm trying to point out is when you look at Genesis, you're using the same box, which, which is what we call the matrix. Everything breaks into the nine beautifully. When you look at Revelation right here, everything breaks into the nine beautifully so that I can lock it into my mind and I can simply teach somebody the outline of Revelation and then we can get into the book a little bit later on. Same pattern, which means same author. It's by God. That's our lesson today. Thank you.